my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Hey there, Tanner fans. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am bringing you the first in a brand new four-episode series, Jesse and Becky, the next chapter, New Parents. And the episode I'm kicking off with is from season five. It's episode 11 entitled Nikki and slash or Alexander. This episode aired November 19th, 1991. In this episode, back home from the hospital, Jesse can't tell his identical identical twin sons, Nikki and Alex, apart. Meanwhile, Danny likes his new temporary co-host, Vicky Larson. Yes, this is the episode we get to meet Vicky, who will become a love interest for Danny. Now, I always like to do the IMDb version and the DVD case synopsis and kind of decide which one, which synopsis sounds kind of better. Sometimes these have, you know, the DVD cases went out. Sometimes they're kind of like, well, that one was a dud or this one was a good one. So, but I, I like this one. This one is funny. Meet my son. What's his name? Proud new Papa Jesse can't tell can't tell his twin boys apart. Alright, let's kick things off with the rating. 7.1 out of 10 based on 172 ratings. This will be the second appearance of Nikki and Alex 1.0, played by twins Daniel and Kevin Renteria. R-E-N-T-E-R-I-A. And the boys were only in Full House. They weren't. Oh my goodness. This is interesting. The boys that played Nikki and Alex 1.0 were born a year after the twins who will play Nikki and Alex Part 2. Dylan and Blake. Tumoy Wilhoit, who I just did an episode in honor of their birthday called Trouble in Twin Town, and I just uploaded it, so go check it out right now. Yes, their birthday is June 29th, 1991, Daniel and Ke- and Kevin, which is interesting because the boys who play, like I said, Blake and Dylan, their birthday is November 29th. 1990. As I've said, we also get Gail Edwards kicking things off as Vicki Larson, Danny's temporary co-host for Wake Up San Francisco while Becky is on maternity leave for, what, probably about four to six weeks? We also have Mr. Strawbridge, played by Richard Paul. Sadly, he passed away on Christmas Day, 1998, so it's been... 22 years. Wow. We have Michael J. Shea as stage manager. (laughs) 
This episode was directed by Joel Zwick, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Ellen Gulas. G-U-I-L-A-S. Ellen, I am very sorry if I mispronounced your name, which I probably did. All right, your favorite and mine. Let's get to the user reviews. I love rating the user reviews. They're always a fun, fun time. A four, of course, first up, ever faithful Power Man Dan gives this episode a 7 out of 10, titling it Switcheroo. This review was published February 21st, 2019, so this review is about a year and a half old. Actually, if you think about it, it's almost two years old, because we are, what, two months out from February 2021? All right, so... This is a good episode that I personally cannot relate to, but I do like the way all was handled. Let's start off with the subplot. Danny's temporary co-host is Emmy-winning journalist Vicki Larson, who has who he has the hots for. She becomes one of the best reoccurring guests on the show. She really does. She is a sweetheart of a lady. The main plot involves the trouble all twins face, figuring out which is which. Having just got home from the hospital, Jesse tries to deal with Becky's mood swings and she insists on the boys wearing booties her mother knitted and Jesse hates it. Guys, he even refers to them as tutti fruity booties. <sighs> Jesse, please. He takes them off without realizing Becky removed the hospital bracelets. Now he can't figure out who's who and keeps changing booties. He puts on a facade for Becky to keep her from another mood swing, which you don't want to do that. Nikki and Alex are just a couple of days old. It's just their names Jesse screwed up with. They could have started over and it would not have made a difference on their future lives. Maybe it's just me. Anyway, the way... Both things were handled. We're just fine. And of course, ooh, we got an 8 out of 10 stars here by Taylor Kingston. Titling this, Taylor Kingston is, sounds like a Friends fan. Always titling the reviews with the one with, or the one where. So, titling this, the one where Jesse can't tell the babies apart. Warning, spoilers. I love this episode. So good. It starts off with Becky and Jesse bringing their new babies, Nikki and Alexander, home. Because they're identical twins, and it's a bit hard for people to tell them apart, Becky puts booties on the baby's feet. A certain color for a certain twin. Jesse doesn't realize that's why they're wearing them and takes them off. But when Becky asks for Nikki with the blue booties... Jesse can't tell which baby is which. That is the main storyline for the episode, which I think is so funny. Eventually, Becky finds out that Jesse took off the booties and starts ranting about how if they can't tell the twins apart, what if no one can? And what if they grow up their whole lives thinking they're one twin when they're actually the other twin? This is why the episode is titled Nikki and or Alex. Overall, I give this episode an 8 out of 10. Actually... Because I've seen this episode a bazillion times between now and when it first aired. She says, I believe that, and I could be wrong, but I know the colors. That, Nick, isn't it, Nikki is in the P 
peach booties and then Alexander's in the mint green ones. Which I'm sure with twins, that's probably what you do to keep all their stuff, you know, bottles, pacifiers, all that stuff separate. You're going to have a color-coded system. Like, say, twin A is going to be everything from the bottles to this, everything is going to be red. And twin B is going to be everything for the baby is going to be labeled blue. Or you can do, you know, the mint green and the peach. I wonder if, I mean, what if they'd been, like, red and blue colors instead of peach and mint? What if they'd been, like, canary yellow and sunset orange or something? Or tangerine orange? I don't think it was the color that bothered Jesse. I think it was the fact that they even had booties on to begin with. And in Jesse's mind, for whatever reason, that makes the babies seem less masculine they're they're babies their feeties are gonna be chill chill their bare feeties are gonna be chill chill their body still gotta get up to its core temperature you might want to put some little footies on 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 the feetsies (laughs) all right so there's no trivia but there is goofs Referring to the episode Happy Birthday Babies Part 2 where Becky and Jesse go to the hospital Jesse ends up having to have his appendix out. Physicians recommend that patients do not engage in heavy lifting for at least a couple weeks after surgery. Yet, Jesse is seen holding one or both of his babies while standing, walking, bending over, or going up or down the stairs. This cannot be good for his recovery at all. Because I don't know, what is the, the time usually if a lady has, you know, her baby or babies, is it maybe, what, a couple days the next day as long as the mother's recovered, as long as the babies have got the clean bill of health, they're ready, like, okay, you can take them home and, you know, take care of your babies and everything like that, so... So, of course, before I officially get into the episode, I always like to let the Tanner newbies know they're just jumping on the podcast for the first time. I want to say welcome. I hope you are enjoying yourself. There's a big, long, almost two-year catalog worth of episodes. I cover the episodes in a series of four, uh, four episode series once a month. I choose different episodes based on a theme, based on a character... Like, uh, last January, January 2020, I did a whole eight-episode arc of Jesse and Becky from their meet-cute all the way up to them renewing their vows. And titled it Jesse and Becky, A Love Story. So that's kind of why I'm kind of doing a little uh, bookends here with beginning of 2020, the end of 2020 is also ending with Jesse and Becky and their new chapter as parents so this week is going to be nikki and or alex next week will be yours mine and ours where jesse and becky disagree on how to take care of their boys they each have are coming from having grown up differently jesse's all about my boys are men we need to treat them like men so they'll grow up to be cool Becky is all about the babies need comfort and reassurance so they'll grow up to be good, honest, 
productive members of society. <laughs> I'm just kind of going out on a limb there. And also, Tough Love, where Jesse and Becky have to discipline Nikki and Alex after it proves that their terrible twos are getting a bit much for the rest of the Tanner family to have to put up with. And, of course, support your local parents where Jesse and Becky realize that the twins are only socializing with each other when it comes to putting them in a playgroup and they realize they need to get help from outside the family circle looking at support groups for parents of twins that are going through similar situations. So if you want to find the podcast on social media, just on Facebook, type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast, the Oh My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Like it, follow it. The same with Instagram, OMHCFHFH podcast. That way you can follow along learning what series I'll be covering next. And also what you can kind of go through the back catalog and see what series of episodes I've already covered. The ways to listen to the podcast. You can go on SoundCloud. You can go on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You can also go on Podbean. It is not, the podcast is, is not going to be on Spotify any anytime soon. I know that people have asked me, but I just, I don't know when it comes to playing clips. How does that work out with Spotify? So, I think the, the main platforms with the SoundCloud and everything and Apple Podcasts. The only thing about iTunes Apple podcast is that they only hold so many episodes so after a while you're probably gonna be like well where's that episode you know that came out back in like June of 2019 I don't see it anymore well more than likely just I mean jump onto SoundCloud download it I don't know why iTunes does what it does I guess it has to deal with a numbering system which other TV show podcasts I notice have a way of numbering their episodes so all their episodes are accounted for in iTunes. I don't, I am nervous that if I do that I'm going to mess things up and I don't really want to mess up the order of how I have things. So, but if you guys also want to have an opinion on an episode that I've covered or plan to cover in the future, you can send an email. I'd love to hear your feedback. Go to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're looking for ways to support the podcast, I don't do Patreon. I don't ask for money. The only thing I ask is if you got like a, a minute of time out of your day, just jump on iTunes, go to Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas or Full House Podcast and leave a review. Well, the holidays coming up, you can use emojis. You can use a Santa Claus, a snowman, a a reindeer or snowflake whatever what, however you want to if you want to give it five stars that would be great because so many five star reviews really help the podcast get up there in, in the numbers and get more popular so that way other Full House fans and Fuller House fans like yourselves can find the podcast easier I also I did just make this announcement today on the social media podcast sites for Full House, Fuller House, All My Land to Holy Chalupas. I've decided, I've thought it over for a bit now, and I, even though I said I was going to kick up another series of episodes in January, I just realized that I'm kind of overbooking myself a bit. 
as far as like I am just overdoing my so I am going to take a step back and take a break from full house so I can kind of gear myself up and feel like I'm actually ahead of the game instead of like falling behind because I kind of want to have the episodes that come out that week to already be recorded instead of like right now it's Wednesday and this episode's supposed to come out on Friday December 4th I don't really like that so I want to try to get ahead of the curve also even though the podcast won't be coming out in January I do have one episode that's coming out January 19th in honor of Jody Sweeten's birthday I've decided to cover middle age crazy from season three and I'm <clears throat> sorry my voice <clears throat> my goodness it's it it does that after I've been talking for a while. My voice tends to go a little, uh, get a little rough. But also kicking off in January, I will be continuing covering season one of Different Strokes. Now that Silver Spoons is coming to an end at the end of December. So if those of you that are on the Punky Power podcast SoundCloud page... You'll be seeing uh, a new regular weekly podcast coming up. Which, if you listen to my Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast SoundCloud page, there are a lot of different shows on there from all six seasons of The Wonder Years. I also put Full House on there. Different Strokes is going to be on there for the length of season one. Then, if you want to listen to season two onward, it's going to be strictly on the Punky Power podcast website. Now... From what I'm seeing, as far as Punky Brewster goes real quick, they are currently filming season one, so that means more than likely season one of the reboot of Punky Brewster is going to air in 2021. So how that works is I'm going to watch it myself for my own enjoyment, and then I'm going to come back and and cover episodes. More than likely, they probably won't be weekly. They'll probably be maybe a couple times a month to spread it out. Because usually with Peacock, there's... Or any of these shows, really, there may be, what, maybe 10 episodes? It seems like rarely nowadays seasons are any longer than, like, 10 to 12 episodes. Um, Fuller House, another exception. Usually about uh, 13 episodes. So, which, honestly, I think is kind of nice. Because, I mean, guys, be honest. You know there's some episodes in Full House that were kind of... Especially in Season 8. Oh, my goodness. There were some duds. Air Jesse. Up on the Roof. Um, gosh. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And it's just like... Eh. Um, Leap of Faith is another one. I mean, I'll be covering all the episodes of Full House. But, um, yeah, there were some, uh, there were some, Max was right in season five where he says, you know, it got kind of, you know, there's eight years worth of home movies downstairs. It got really crazy towards the end. Aunt Michelle had amnesia. (laughs) But, um, yeah, guys, I just want to let you know, I know I'm pretty faithful with coming out every month, but there's just times I, like I said, I'm been overbooking myself and it's really stressing me out and I really just need to take a break once in a while so I can kind of focus on some of the other things that I'm doing. Now that I've signed on to do different strokes and there are eight seasons of the show and I'm doing it 
episode by episode, season by season. Um, granted, there are some episodes of that show I am really going to steer clear of. Maybe towards the very end of the show, the podcast run, I might go back and cover them like... Um, the retrospective episode of season one, it's mainly a flashback of the first, like, seven episodes. Um, there's a Thanksgiving episode that is a barely a Thanksgiving episode that is more of a spinoff for another show that is just, I couldn't get through it the first time. Um, but, alright. I kind of caught you guys up on what the goal is. So, January, just one Full House episode for Jody Sweden's birthday. February is going to be all about Tanner Girls in Love. It's going to also be about Valentine's Day. So we're going to be doing Baby Love with Michelle and Howie. We're going to be doing (laughs) um, Stephanie Plays the Field. We're going to be doing Lovers and Other Tanners with DJ and Steve's beginning of their relationship. And of course, we're going to be ending Tanner Girls in Love with Season 8 Dateless in San Francisco. It's Valentine's Day episode. So, all right. Officially caught you all up on how things are going to go. So, let's jump into Nikki and or Alex. The very first episode of Jesse and Becky, the next chapter New Parents. All right, of course, like I always say, before we get to the episode, we get a beautiful, fun nugget scene. The cold open. We're in the kitchen. It's morning just before breakfast time. We have DJ in all denim, denim jeans, denim shirt, and Michelle in like a off-white pinkish sweater with what looked like it could be ribbons or candy canes or something and DJ's busy cracking you know eggs into the bowl like Michelle you want to help me make some breakfast and Michelle's like yeah I can smash some eggs and she goes to take an egg and just bash it against the side of that mixing bowl or the rim of it and luckily DJ catches her in time he's like whoa You don't smash eggs. You lightly tap it on the side and let it plop into the bowl below. And, of course, another thing you want to be careful of is the shells. Minuscule as some of them can be, what I like to do, especially if I'm getting, you know, eggs for either French toast, scrambled eggs, whatever. You guys know you don't want those shells in there. Even if it's a minuscule, barely there piece. I get a spoon and it is a pain because you're like, come on, come on, come on. It's really tricky because there's that yolk there that's just the little eggshell piece is just clinging to it for for life. You know, you're like, ugh. But no one wants to eat the taste of shells in their eggs. It really throws off the whole experience. She says you crack them on the side of the bowl very gently. And we see a close-up shot of DJ cracking the egg and it just splits open like magic. No shells whatsoever falling into the bowl. At least none that I can see. So, DJ asked Michelle, do you think you could do that? And, oh, I really, as 
people, I mean, as a kid, I thought this was funny, but no, it, it's just rude. Michelle just rolls her eyes at DJ and says, Duh! And she does it. She does it right on the rim of the bowl. Gets it right in there. Uh, Yoke drops with the um, rest of the goop right into the bowl. And DJ says, Michelle, that was perfect. And she says, thank you very much. I love her pigtails. They're adorable. And DJ says, would you like to, or asks, would you like to scramble them up? And this is what I don't, don't get because DJ did not do this. Michelle takes the shells, tosses it into the bowl, and uses the whisk. It's like, you just ruined a whole bunch of eggs. That is like six eggs in there. Good luck getting all the old itty bitty shell pieces. And DJ just looks like, Michelle. She just, she doesn't even say anything as Michelle, like, is using the whisk to smash the eggshell even more into the six to eight eggs that are in that bowl and just stirring it around. I'm like, I would like, whoa, Michelle, now you didn't see me throw a shell in there and mix it, did you? I get it, she's five, but still. You learn by watching. DJ didn't put the shell in there. She put it right on the paper towel in front of the mixing bowl. Child. See, at this point, you take the whisk out of her hand and say, Okay, Michelle, you're done. Done helping. Or better yet, help set the table. Because I gotta toss these eggs and start all over again. Do you want to help me make breakfast, Michelle? Sure, I smashed some eggs. Whoa! You don't smash them. You crack them on the side of the bowl very gently. Observe. Now, do you think you can do that? Duh. <laughs> Michelle, that was perfect. Thank you very much. Now, would you like to scramble them up? I sure would. Well, there goes six wasted eggs. Alright, we come out of the intro. We are in the Tanner living room. We see this beautiful, colorful banner that says, Welcome home, Nikki and Alex. It's got a, a house in the lower left corner. It's got a sun in the upper right corner. A tree. Blue sky. It looks like it's got a couple babies there. Whoever um was the... Not set design, but who a props department. I, it's very, it's colorful. The letters are all great looking, each a different color. It's just very, very nice. I like it. Joey comes down, lets Danny and the girls know that he saw Jesse and Becky pull up with the twins. So they are back from the hospital. They all head to the front door as Danny's like, I hear footsteps. They open it, and before they do, you can see through the stained glass uh, color of orange that is definitely not Jesse or Becky. And Joey opens the door. They all shout, Welcome home! They're like, Oh, it's just Kimmy. Kimmy's like, I can feel the love. I like that Kimmy is wearing a v neck orange t shirt, but I also like her shorts are white, but they have like someone's sweater. 
paint on them, like violet purple in different colors, just a rainbow spray of colors, and it's just, it's cute. So I gotta ask, I'm kind of curious if Andrea Barber is the one who's, it's not a character thing, it's clearly the actress wearing braces. Because I thought at one point she was also wearing a retainer in season four. But I think this goes away in like season six or seven. Of course, I mean, it's a casual, this happens where people go to one door thinking someone's there. Like, let's wish them surprise or welcome home. And it turns out to be the wrong person. And then the people they're looking for come through the other door, which is... Jesse and Becky coming through the kitchen into the living room. Jesse's got Nikki and Alex in their little car seats. So it seems to me because they say Nikki and Alexander. And it seems like Becky is the only one that says Alexander. But they really drop it just straight to Alex. Which sounds, you know, Nikki and Alex sounds more... I mean, especially for Michelle, since she's five. You know, Alexander, really, it's a mouthful. Just call him Alex. I love the audience reacting. Like, oh, close up on the babies. And Becky says, Nikki, Alexander, this is your family, remember? And I'm not sure which one's Nikki or Alexander, but the one t towards the corner of the screen here looks like he is a about to start crying. I see the tremble of the lip. <laughs> I gotta think that the boys' mother's gotta be right off set because the boy closer to the edge of the screen is looking literally right off. Like, yeah, he's gotta be seeing his, his real mama. And Joey's like, oh, look, they look like little Elmer Fudds, identical Elmer Fudds. And this is where we get the first display of Becky Waterworks. He says, hello, you wascally wugwats. As best as I can do for Elmer Fudd. Yeah, right away, Je Becky, her head is on. Joey's right. My babies look like Elmer Fudds. And Becky just, <laughs> her head is right on Jessie's shoulder, just crying. And I love how Jessie kisses her head and says, honey, honey, honey. You know how J Joey never thinks. You know how he has trouble with that. Yeah, he looks at Joey and says, it's okay, honey. Joey wasn't thinking. You know how he has trouble with that. So, this is where Jesse alerts the family, like, we are going to have to be very sensitive based on walking on eggshells around Becky. Because of her feelings, she is very, very easily upset and emotional. And Becky says, it's not my fault. It's per the doctor says it's perfectly normal to have postpartum mood swings. She says it's very, the doctor said it's very common for new mothers to have mood swings. Now... They say mood swings, but I think more along the lines of um, one thing that definitely is brought up nowadays is new mothers with postpartum depression and just how serious it can be. Whether they were referring to it in such a way in 1991, I don't know. 
I think just for television, they're like chalking it up to like mood swings, which Danny actually he's never seen anything like it before. And I'm like, Danny, your wife had three children. You can't tell me that she never once went through a form of what Becky's going through. And Danny, Kimmy, and DJ are all looking at Becky like she's lost her mind. She's like, why are you all staring at me? And Danny says, because you were just talking to us. And she's like, oh, okay, well, thank you for listening. (laughs) It's like she snaps right out of it. And Danny asks Jesse, was that a mood swing? And Jesse says, 6.2. And I just, I am baffled. It's like, Danny, your wife had three kids. At one point, she had to have gone through some form of this that Becky's going through as a new mother. So, oh my gosh, can you imagine with, the, with their first child? They were both like 19, 20 years old. Just fresh out of high school. Going into college, mind you. Now, I don't know. I We know Danny went to college. But we don't know if Pam did, if she was more a stay-at-home mom. Or maybe she's like, hey, I still want to be able to take classes when I can. And we can kind of switch on, switch off. So we're one of us is at home taking care of the baby while the other one's going to classes. We don't know. We really don't get a lot of detail into Pam Tanner's life. I would... Honestly, I think at one point it was brought up John Stamos's interest in doing like a Pam Tanner, Jesse, or Pam and Jesse Katsopoulos prequel prior to Full House, which I'd be down for in a heartbeat. I really would love to learn more about Pam Tanner. I'd love to see, or Pam Katsopoulos. I'd love to see how she and Danny met. I would love to see their early years as new parents and going to college and juggling that at the same time. I'd love to see them, you know, eventually, like, move into the full house. Or, yeah, I just, I think it would be fun. <laughs> okay, that's it. I just saw Jesse and Becky pull up. They're home from oh, the, the hospital with the twins. Oh, and okay. I hear footsteps. <laughs> you ready? Welcome, Welcome home! home. Yes. <laughs> I can feel the love. <laughs> We're home! Hi! <laughs> Look at this! Nikki, Alexander, this is your family, remember? Oh, isn't that cute? They look like little Elmer Fudds. Hello, you wascoey wugwats. <laughs> Joey's right! My babies look like Elmer Fun. Honey, honey. It's okay. Joey wasn't thinking. You know how he has trouble with that. You know, everybody, we have to be a little sensitive to Becky's feelings. The doctor said she was going to be a little over-emotional the next few days. Well, it's not my fault. doctor said it's very common for new mothers to have mood swings. Why are you all staring at me? Because you were just talking to us. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Is that a mood swing? 6.2. So, DJ asks if she can hold one one of the babies. And Stephanie's like, can I hold one too? And, because DJ's already sitting, Stephanie asks, can I hold one of the babies too? And Becky says, sure you can, honey, but you gotta sit down first. It's like, yeah, you wanna make sure you're sitting down. <laughs> 
So Jesse and Becky each give one of the girls a twin. And Michelle, of course, wants to get in on this too. Because she's like, well, I want to. She says, I'm next. And Becky is the one who answers, not Jesse. She says, honey, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid you're just too little. And Michelle says, in case you forgot, I'm a whole... I'm five. I'm a whole hand now. So I don't believe that Jesse kind of corrects Becky in saying, like, honey, I think it'll be fine if we sit her on the couch and place the baby in her arms. It should be fine. But um, I know that Jeremy was three when his brother was born, and there's a picture of him holding his baby brother. So I think it's more to the discretion of the parent if they feel comfortable enough like okay as long as you're sitting down then you can hold the baby of course because Becky said Michelle I'm afraid you're too little this is something that Michelle is going to keep asking throughout the old uh, the episode saying it's another day I'm another day older can I hold the babies now and even at one point Jesse's like no, 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 Michelle. It's alright. You go play and be a kid. I mean, instead of just flat out saying no, I mean, Becky does say you're too little. But even Jessie could be like, give her a reason other than the fact that she's too little. I mean, what is, would the other reason be? Like, oh, we're afraid you might drop the baby. You know, you might like... Not... Because the big thing about... Even Jesse said to DJ, you have to support his the baby's head because, you know, they're the babies are small. They don't have control over the movements of, you know, their head and everything. Like, you gotta support it. Okay, okay, so Danny is the one who takes Michelle's hand and kind of turns her to him and says, Michelle, babies are very delicate. He says, I'm sorry, you're just not old enough yet. Okay, so Danny is taking the responsibility to explain to Michelle why she can't hold a baby, not just because she is too young, even in Danny's eyes, but also because babies are very delicate, they're very fragile. We cut to DJ saying, oh, the twins are so cute. And Jesse, of course... Is the one right off the bat. It's like, okay, now let's not get in the habit of calling them the twins. He says they're two entirely different people with two entirely different identities. And Kimmy asks a question. She's not being mean. She's not being snipey. I like she asks an honest question as well. Who's Nikki and who's Alexander? Beats me. I don't know. <laughs> I love how Jesse makes the assumption right off the bat that... Nikki loves Elvis. You know on the car ride Jesse was cranking the Elvis. Well, keeping it at a well, a suitable volume for newborn baby ears. But he's like, my kids are gonna like Elvis if I gotta drill it into them every single day. Why do I get the impression that he played so much Elvis and so much Beach Boys that the boys eventually are like once they got old enough like, and got their own cars like I am no Elvis no, don't request Beach Boys my dad was a fanatic I can't stand either of them <laughs> like you can play with the radio you can put in whatever you want but it can't be Elvis and it cannot be 
the Beach Boys. And Alex is, so Nikki's defining trait is that he loves Elvis, according to Jesse. And Alex's trait is that he loves to burp. And Becky also adds that their names are on their hospital bracelets. Well, eventually those hospital bracelets are going to come off. So you're going to have to have a, maybe a color coding system. I want to look up and see if there out, is out there something for like, people that have twins how do you keep things separate how do or more like how do you tell your twins apart there's always got to be something maybe a physical feature that tells one baby apart from the other like one's maybe a little heavier one's a little you know smaller yes here are 10 ways to that parents used to tell their twins apart Color coordinating. Easy way to tell your twins apart is by dressing them in different colored clothes. We made the mistake of dressing our identical twin boys in the same colored outfits, which would often lead to confusion as to who was who. Yes, that's another thing. Dress them maybe in different clothes. So how many twins probably as kids or as adults will look back and say, yeah, our moms dressed us alike all the time. So when we look at baby pictures, we can't tell which one is which one. Which most styles will come with different colors, which is handy if you're keen to dress your twins in the same style, but keen to mix it up with different colors. As the twins get older, Jesse and Becky do do that with similar styled outfits, just different colors. Like maybe Nikki's wearing blue and Alex is wearing yellow, or Alex is wearing green and Nikki's wearing I don't know, red or something. It seems like the boys, they wear a lot of plaid. A lot of flannel type shirts. Which I love flannel as, next as, as much as the next person. So, Alright, another one. Look for natural signs. While you may have identical twins that look identical, there will always be subtle differences between them thanks to DNA mutations. During the pregnancy, once a fertilized egg splits into two, this is when identical twins are formed. It's from this point that very minor differences in the twins can develop, which is otherwise known as DNA mutations. These can be minor things like birthmarks, which we relied on. Uh, this is basically an article called helpimhavingtwins.com which rely, we relied on a bit in the early days. Other things you can look for might include slightly different weight or difference in head shape. We were quite lucky where one of our boys was around 100 grams heavier than the other twin while also having a slightly different head shape to the other. Um, paint the toenail? Okay. Um, our staff was kind enough to paint one of our boys' toenails while we were in the hospital. We didn't even think to do this, but later found it a huge godsend in working out the difference between the two in the early days when we were both unsure of who was who. By the time we got home, the toenail paint eventually wore off. We both, okay, maybe my wife more than me, had a good grip on who was who and were able to tell the difference. Um, hospitals putting temporary not on inside a big toe. D DNA test. I... I Okay. Um, 
Hospital bands. That's what Becky says she uses. Personality. This is another one that won't be obvious in the first few months, but over time, we can tell the difference between our twins based on personality. One of our boys is quite the daredevil, while the other twin tries to keep up, but is a lot more cautious. For example, one twin will climb objects. Okay, clearly their twins are toddlers at this point. One twin will climb objects and then think about the consequences later. Our other twin will take his time and consider the risks as he does it. Another example of personality difference between our twins is that one loves to smile while the other one is a bit reserved. He will literally smile at anything. It's hilarious, but also make makes a quick way to tell the difference between the two. Over time, you'll find subtle personality differences. Okay, yep. Left or right-handed, another one for your twins as they get older that you can... Did you know that some identical twins can have different dominant hands? Okay, interesting. Look look under the diaper. What? Accessories. If you have identical twins and are looking for ways to tell the difference, we sometimes dress our boys with accessories, which us tell the difference. This might be slightly different colored shoes, different colored hats, bracelets, and other accessories. So that was an article. That was interesting. I just definitely with the clothes you know, different clothes and, but as far as personality and stuff, which the article does say you won't really pick up on right away, but as days go into weeks and months, the differences in personality of the identical twins will start to represent itself a little more. Like one baby maybe cries a lot more than the, and the other one is more self-soothing. Or one is more gassy than the other. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so DJ tells Kimmy to get the camera because the grandparents are going to want pictures. Ah, yes, the grandparents that will never have any scenes with the twins at all. Any interaction the grandparents have with the twins from this point forward is completely off screen. I would have at least liked to see Nick and Irene. These are the twin. These are the babies that they so badly wanted Jesse and Becky to have to make them grandparents again in the our very first Christmas show in season two. Like, when are you gonna make me a grandma again? Because <sighs> you know they were wanting grandsons, especially Nick. Got to pass on that Katsopolis head of hair. So Becky right away leaps up. It's like, wait a minute. If my mom's going to see this picture, I got to have the boys wearing the booties that she knitted for them. This is where Jesse, and this is going to become an issue later. He leaps up. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No sons of mine are going to be wearing any tutti fruity booties. He takes them out of her hand as he says tutti fruity booties. And they're adorable. It's like her mother made... Jesse, you just got through saying to everyone that, that they need to watch what they say around Becky because of her heightened emotions due to just having... You know, her hormones are probably all over the place. And you just got through telling everyone they need to watch what they say. But you right away jump into, my sons are not wearing those booties. And Becky immediately starts to... Get 
emotional as she's like, she crosses her arms over her chest and says, I knew it. You hate my mother, don't you? And again, she like puts her head on his chest. And he's like, no, honey, I love your sainted mother. Again, he's like, mood swing, didn't I tell you? And he's like, did I say tootie fruity booties? No, no, I meant cutie woody booties. Like, guys, come on, help me out here. And I love Joey's rounds. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd wear them. (laughs) And she at first doesn't believe Jesse calling them cutie woody booties. He's like, no, no, they're adorable, right, guys? Help me out here. (laughs) Joey said, I'd wear them. I kind of think right now, I'm kind of calling it, we'll see how the rest of the episode goes, but I think that Joey is going to get the worst outfit of the episode award. It's a light blue shirt, short sleeve shirt with black polka dots on it. Little tiny pinprick polka dots. And she takes them from Jesse, the booties, and says, oh, well, I'm so glad you like them. Can I hold one of the babies? Sure. Can I hold one, too? Absolutely, Steph, but you have to sit down first, okay? Okay. Hey, Bob. Hey, Come on, pal. Oh, oh, it's okay. okay. It's okay. All right. See you, my bitch. Oh, oh, Be careful with his hand. Okay. Oh, how sweet. I'm I'm afraid you're too little. In case you forgot, I'm five years old now. That's a whole hand. Michelle, babies are very delicate. I'm sorry, you're just not old enough yet. The twins are so cute. All right, let me tell everybody now. Now, let's not get in the habit of calling them the twins. They're two entirely different people with two entirely different identities. So which one's Nikki and which one's Alexander? Beats me. But I do know Nikki loves Elvis. And Alex loves to burp. But their names are on their hospital bracelets. Hey, Kimmy, get the camera. The grandparents are going to want pictures. Wait a minute. If my mom's going to see this, I have to put on the booties that she made for the boys. Uh, Hold on a second. Jesse. Those sons of mine are going to be wearing any tutti-frutti booties, all right? (laughs) I knew it. You hate my mother, don't you? (laughs) Mood swing. No, I, I, I love your sainted mother. Did I, did I say tootie fruity booties? No, I meant, I meant cutie woody booties. You're just saying that. No, 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 no. They're adorable. Aren't they adorable? Help me out here, please. Oh. Yeah, I'd wear <laughs> See? Oh, well, I'm so glad you like them. <laughs> All right. Now, Jesse and Becky are going up to their upstairs apartment. And really, if you think of... Oh, my God. I don't know how they got that piano up there. Clearly, those legs apparently must be removable, but any or fold under, I don't know. But <laughs> they got the twins, and Jesse is showing them where they're going to be living. And he also shows them the bed and says, Hey, see, this is the bed. This is where you guys got started. And Becky's like, Jess. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, it's the highlight of the tour. Okay. Oh, Jesse says, this is where your mommy and daddy live, and this is the bed. That's where you guys got started. Like, okay, we got a joke joke for the adults. And I love how they have it set up for the twins. They have the cribs, right? Because basically their whole upstairs apartment pretty much, I think, takes up the majority of 
the up uh, like the whole entire floor plan of uh the house that whole space that's up above the bedrooms so that's pretty cool i mean it's almost like it's like kind of a loft huh but they got the cribs set up, they got the bassinets, which are right by the end of the bed, so if they need to wake up in the middle of the night, if Becky needs to feed the babies. They got a changing table, they got the diapers, all that stuff all set, ready to go. They got a diaper pail, they got, they got, a, they got it all, guys. They got everything. I mean, if they can get all of that stuff, why couldn't Jesse have gotten their room completed before they were born? I get it, it was like two to three weeks early, but it's like, that's crunch time. You should have had that done at least within a month to spare. I know he's got, well, in season five, he doesn't have the radio show yet. That's season six. And right now he's just kind of a, as you would call, just um, a musician on the side. Actually, be honest, um, other than the gigs that he gets and stuff like that, with his music. He's not doing anything else outside of that. I really love their setup. It is so nice. Jesse, of course, he's got to have his Elvis black and white poster. He's got a colored one as well. You can see the nice little bathroom close to where the steps are. They even got a little table with a couple chairs. And he takes them into what will eventually be the nursery once uh, it gets finished. <laughs> Yeah, he takes him in there. He's like, this is your room. This is the nursery. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, I know what you say, boys. Hey, Pop, we need walls. And he says, I promise one day you'll get them. Because there is insulation in the walls. There's... It's basically bare bones. They're really... The floor, I think, eventually will be carpeted. It looks like a hardwood floor there. Or plywood or whatever Danny used for the attic. But I would not be having those kids in there breathing in that stuff. You know, there's dust on the floor, sawdust. He's got a sawhorse set up for... He's got a couple plywood boards. Like, get the boys out of there. They don't need to be breathing in that stuff. I remember one time when my dad was redoing the flooring in the kitchen. And... If you grew up in the 90s, 80s, you knew that pink insulation stuff that had the pink panther on it. I'm like, oh, what? Because it, it almost looks like cotton candy. Like, I wonder what it feels like. So I put my hand out to touch it. I immediately started itching. Like, wow, why am I itching? Granted, I was, gosh, maybe 10. I didn't know what, I mean... Oh, man, I still remember my dad still working on the flooring, and I had to, I don't know why the heck I had to cross to get from uh, the kitchen out to the door on the deck to go to the bus. I should have just went, I avoided the basement like the plague, though I really didn't like going down there. Because I was, like, trying to move across the beams because there's insulation on the floor in the kitchen that was being redone. And I swear, I think, my dad said, be careful, do not step in the middle part where the insulation is because your foot's going to go right through it. I guess insulation comes in different colors. Like here it's kind of a uh, a light golden canary yellow-ish type. When I'm used to the pink panther kind. 
instead of taking the boys out of there, he's like, he puts them up on the sawhorse where the plywood is. And he's just so excited to have his boys home. And he's telling them how, you know, this is going to be the perfect bedroom for you. You're going to have the perfect life because I'm going to be the perfect dad. I swear, it's like Jesse has been practicing with Michelle. It's like his whole life has been building up to him becoming a parent. It just feels like, like he was born to do this. And he goes on about how his dad, Nick, was, you know, a great dad, but he did make some mistakes. He was always bugging Jesse about his long hair. I don't remember him doing that in season... Gosh, you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think we saw Jesse's... We never saw Nick and Irene together until at least season two, and by then Jesse had already cut his mullet. And he tells the boys, like, you know what? It's not going to happen to you. And you want to know why? <laughs> because you're bald. <laughs> I love how he, he's like, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I like to joke around. You'll, you'll get it. You'll learn. And he's like, gosh, I'm hanging out with my boys. My boys. And I, just, I love this. I just, I just, Jesse was such, he's such a natural. He was born to be a dad. And he leans in and is like, oh, I love you so much. Can I have a kiss? And he kisses him. And he kisses his other twin. Aww. I love how he says, I'm going to be the best dad in the world. And the babies do have the mint green and the peach booties on. Which I think the booties are adorable. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is so fun. I'm hanging out with my boys. My boys. Just <laughs> the fact that it's like he create he and Becky together created these two beautiful kids and it's like just probably he's elated I think like these are my kids these are my kids I get to you know watch them grow and teach them things and all that stuff I love you like give me a high five and <laughs> I don't know whether it's Nikki or Alex but he's like, he's, the, the one baby is just smiling right at Jesse. And he, he does. He puts his palms right up against the baby. He's like, high five, high five me. And the audience just loves it. I love Jesse how he's like, right on, brother. <laughs> oh, I love, oh, so cute. This is my favorite scene of the episode so far. I love it. This is where your mommy and daddy live, huh? And this is the bed. That's where you guys got started. <laughs> okay. Jess. Well, that's the highlight of the tour. Okay. Here's the rest of the room, fellas. What do you think? Honey, I'm going to unpack. Okay. All right. And in here, this is your room. This is the nursery, huh? Fellas, what do you think? I know what you're saying. You're saying, hey, Pop, we deserve walls. <laughs> and I promise someday you'll get them. This is going to be the perfect place, guys. And you're going to have the perfect life because I'm going to be the perfect dad. I mean, my dad was great, but he did make a few mistakes. Like, he's always bugging me about my long hair. <laughs> Let me tell you guys something. It's not going to happen to you. You know why? Because you're bald. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm good. You know, I like to joke around sometimes. You, you guys don't learn. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. Give a kiss. I'm going to be the best dad in the world. I promise you guys. Ah. 
this is so fun. I'm hanging out with my boys. My boys. <laughs> high five. Give me a high five. <laughs> Give me a high five. Give me a high five. Give me a high five. High five. High five me. Aww. Right on, brother. And also, for those of you that um, follow John Stamos on Instagram, I, I also... I. I think I followed just about every single one of the, you know, from Bob to Dave to John to Candace, Jody, Andrea, and I think also Sony, Elias, and Michael, and the Messet Twins. I think I follow them all. And I'm just kind of thinking, just, I mean, look how adorable little Billy Stamos is. Um, John's son. He's so cute. And definitely the book, he does have... Light brown, curly, long hair. And I'm just like, oh! Even just, you know, watching the video, seeing the pictures and stuff. It's like, John Stamos is such a good dad. He's great. All the years of practice he's had on Full House and also Fuller House with, you know, baby Pamela and stuff. It's just, oh, I love it. All right, looks like we are heading over to Wake Up San Francisco with Danny kind of flying solo here, minus Rebecca since she's on maternity leave. Oh, boy. I, mm, gosh. I think Danny's light brown suit and that tie are also going to be in the running for worst outfit. Boo, hoo, hoo, woo. So, we all know Danny doesn't exactly make the funniest jokes as he says something about how he went to the doctor and about his blood pressure. And let me tell you, it registers nothing. Um, okay. And he's talking about how there's a little hole in the squeeze ball thing. You know, the kind that looks like at the end of a turkey baster. The ball at the end of a turkey baster. Okay, I think you lost your audience to... The Price is Right, or whatever time Wake Up San Francisco airs, because everyone just changed the channel, Danny. <laughs> Danny, like, looks up with his eyes like he's looking at the cameraman who's doing the... Or He's like, what? We're out of time already? <laughs> he's like, he's so surprised. Like, gosh, I was really going somewhere with this joke. I had another one all lined up, too. And he, he, I love how serious he is. He's like, wow, time sure flies when I'm telling stories, huh? So tomorrow's going to have some guests on the show, thank goodness. <laughs> Chef Salawan and a cartoon show host, Ranger Joe. Ranger Joe Gladstone. And Danny says, Becky, don't worry. The show's in good hands. Have fun with your babies. Enjoy your babies. He signs off with, so long, San Francisco. Mr. Strawbridge, Danny, and Becky's boss comes up. And Danny's like, hey, what do you think of this show, Mr. Strawbridge? Pretty good, huh? And the first words out of <laughs> his boss's mouth are, you need a co-host. You need a co-host. He's like, and Danny's like, what, a, a co-host? And Mr. Strawbridge says, yeah, someone to com compliment you. And Danny's like, but I compliment myself all the time. Look, I pat myself on the back. Good job, Danny. Nice show. So he's already brought someone on as he says, uh, Vicky Larson. Oh, Vicky, come here. Danny, this is Vicky. Sorry, no, he does not call Danny by his first name. He calls him Tanner, his last name. 
she's starting tomorrow. And Danny's like, what? She's starting tomorrow? And he looks over his shoulder at Vicky. He's like, and then he turns back to Mr. Strawbridge and says, tomorrow works for me. <laughs> He's already smitten with her and she hasn't even opened her mouth yet. Wow, I don't like Vicky's green outfit with the red stripe going down the middle. We got a yellow stripe running down the side of her shirt. And then the other side is a blue stripe. It's just really... It's gaudy looking. I just, I don't like it. My, so many so far are in the lead for worst outfit. There may have to be a third place here because so many. Oh gosh, I even think her outfit's going to push Danny to uh, third place. Honestly, she might even take the lead uh, aside from Joey. I mean, Joey might be third place and Danny might be second place because it is just, it is... It's not good, guys. It's not good at all. So Danny introduces himself, shakes her hand, says, Hi, I'm Danny Tanner. Welcome to my world. As he... My set, Wake Up San Francisco. Of course, Mr. Strobridge really strongly advises them to talk, mingle, make chemistry. So he asks her right off the bat, like, oh, so you have you ever uh, done a morning talk show? And she's like, well, no. And before she can even get any other words out, he's like, oh, well, let me tell you. But she's starting to say, but that doesn't mean I haven't. He's like, well, don't you worry about a thing. And he puts his foot on the set's coffee table. He's like, I'm going to teach you everything I know. It's like definitely with the mansplaining. Oh, for instance, he says, speaking of is a great way to get you from one topic to another. And Danny is so proud as he says, that's what we people in the showbiz world call a segue. <laughs> Danny, you are trying too hard to impress her and you're going to, you're going to scare her off. You're getting too much too soon. So, Mr. Shrubbage says, Vicky, you're needed in wardrobe. And she, oh, well, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. And Danny's like, see you tomorrow. That's a great way to end a show. And it's almost like as she walks past him, she's rolling her eyes like, oh, boy, this is going to be fun. Like, wow, you're catching on already. <laughs> and I just love her like, eh. <laughs> uh, I, I got to go to wardrobe. Bye taking my blood pressure and you're not going to believe this it registers nothing <laughs> turns out there was this little hole in that little squeeze ball you know that thing that looks like a turkey baster <laughs> what we're out of time already <laughs> i can't believe this boy time sure flies when i'm telling stories doesn't it well, tune in tomorrow when my guest will be chef sal wong and cartoon show host ranger joe gladstone becky enjoy your babies don't worry the show is in good hands so long san francisco well Pretty good show, huh, Mr. Strawbridge? You need a co-host. Co-host? Yeah, someone to uh, compliment you. Why? I compliment myself all the time. Watch this. Good show. Nice work, Annie. <laughs> Tanner, uh, I'm mm. sure you're going to really like Vicki Larson. She's starting tomorrow. Oh, Vicki. She's starting tomorrow? Well, that's Hi. You haven't even prepared the audience. Tomorrow works for me. <laughs> Hi there. I'm, uh, I'm Danny Tanner. Welcome to my world. Oh, it's nice to meet you, Danny. All right, you two, so talk, mingle, make chemistry. <laughs> so, have you ever uh, done a morning talk show before? Well, no, but that doesn't mean well, that I haven't... Well, don't you worry about a thing. 
I am going to teach you everything I know. <laughs> For instance, words like uh, speaking of can smoothly get you from one subject to another. That's what we people in the talk show biz call a segue. Segway, I think I got it. Uh, Vicky, they want you in wardrobe. Uh, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, I'll see you tomorrow. Now, that's an excellent way to end the show. Oh, boy, you're catching on already. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're back at the house. We're in the kitchen. We have Becky with Nikki and Alex. They're in the car seats on the table. We got DJ and Stephanie folding laundry. And I'm just thinking, yeah, it's been a while since they've had a baby in the house. I mean, it's been four years. So Becky takes the hospital bracelets off, which it's been like 24 hours since they brought the babies home. I would have done that. Like, I mean, I can't imagine that would be comfortable for them. You know, that plastic like rubbing against their their skin like that that would irritate me I actually do have my hospital bracelet and it is so so tiny as as far as the amount of space because I was born uh, a pound and six ounces so it was very very uh, small so Stephanie asks you're allowed to take them off? So, I don't think it's because she thought you had to keep them on there forever. I think it's more the fact of, oh, you're, like, you're allowed to take them off already. Like, maybe there was, t- like, a waiting period or something. And Becky says, well, I mean, it's not like they're mas- mattress tags where, oh my gosh, I can now, <laughs> I, when I was, like, ten or so, I had ripped the mattress tag off my dad's mattress, and he'd had it for years. I was so scared that the police were going to come and find me. Because you know how it says it's unlawful to rip the mattress tag off? That most likely is more referring to the people that sell mattresses in a store. You're not going to take the mattress tag off. But how many of you as a kid probably thought when you read that, like, oh no! If I rip it off, the cops are going to find me and take me away. I thought the same thing. <laughs> of course, at the time, I think I was probably left home by myself with no one to tell me I was wrong. <laughs> I remember my heart actually pounding, scared to death. I thought of, as soon as I ripped it off, it's like it's like the mattress had like an internal beeper or something that alerts the police. <laughs> DJ, not even looking up from folding the cloth diapers, asks Becky, well, how do you tell them apart? All right, so Nikki is in the mint green ones, and Alex is in the peach ones. So, (laughs) Becky goes and says, girls, can you entertain the boys while they put their hospital bracelets in their baby books? Which, you can do that later, just set them on the table or something. But, I mean, we get a cute scene with DJ and Stephanie just filling their uh, baby's voice quota for the day. (laughs) I love Becky. (laughs) She says, now don't you boys do anything cute while I'm gone. But yeah, I think past this episode, we don't really hear them reference 
Alex as Alexander after this episode. At least not that I can see. And DJ is rubbing her hands. She's so ready. Like, all right, I'll take Nikki and you take Alexander. And they start, like, getting right in their faces with the baby talk. And they're like, okay, switch. <laughs> so, so I'll take Alexander and you'll take Nikki. <laughs> and I love how, I think Jesse comes up from the basement. And he's like, daddy's here. <laughs> and Stephanie is so into her baby voice. Like, come on, DJ, let's put the laundry away. Won't that be fun? And DJ just looks at Stephanie and says, Steph, it's me. <laughs> it's really interesting how one twin will be interacting and the other one will feel like they're forced to be <laughs> have to interact like the one with DJ is very really like interacting with her and everything responding to her where it seems like Stephanie's like really trying with Alexander like come on buddy give me something here I love after DJ says, Steph, it's me. And Stephanie snaps right out of it like, sorry, I'm better now. <laughs> so, yeah, they're gonna, girls are gonna go put the laundry away. Michelle comes in and I love how she kind of cradles her arms and says, I'm a day older now. It's a day later. Want me to hold anything? And Jesse's like, no, no, Michelle, you go and play. She's like, that's what I always do. Play, play, play. And he kind of chases her out of the room. So I'm guessing that Jesse must also feel that Michelle is too young to hold the babies. Or more than likely, well, Becky doesn't want her to, so I don't want to upset Becky because her her moods are kind of, emotions are all over the place. So, yeah. I, I mean, I can imagine if he gave in and like, okay, yeah, here, let's put you on the couch, let's have you hold the baby. And then Becky's like, Jess, I told you I don't want her holding the babies because she's too young. <laughs> There. That doesn't that feel much better without those hospital bracelets? You're allowed to take them off? Yeah, well, it's not like they're mattress tags. <laughs> but how do you tell them apart? Oh, it's easy. Nikki is in the mint green booties, yes. And Alex is in the peach ones. Hi, sweetie. Listen, will you girls do me a favor and entertain the boys while I put these hospital bracelets in their baby books? Sure. Now, don't you guys dare do anything cute while I'm gone, okay? <laughs> Okay, let's play with them. I'll take Alexander, you take Nikki. Hi, Alexander. Hi, buddy. Hi. Okay, switch. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Hey, Daddy's back. Come on, DJ, let's put the laundry away. Won't that be fun? Steph, it's me. Sorry. I'm better now. <laughs> I love I'm older now. Want me to hold anything? Oh, no thanks, Michelle. You, you run along and play, okay? That's what I always do. Play, play, play. <laughs> so, Jesse goes back to the kitchen table where Nikki and Alex are in the car seats. And he hears the twins kind of murmuring, gurgling. He's like, oh, what's that? Oh, you want me to take off those girly booties? Okay. As he starts taking them off. Like, Alright, they're out of here. He's like, hey guys, I don't blame you. He's like, they're out of here. And he starts pulling them off. I'm like, oh, there's a reason they're put on. And not just because Becky's mom made them. Now, 
he puts both sets of booties in between the boys' car seats. It would have been better if he'd have put the ones he took off of Alex on the other side of his car seat and the ones he took off of Nikki on the other side. That'd be like, okay, so you're you, you're you, gotcha. But then again, there wouldn't be a Nikki and or Alex episode if Jesse did that. Oh, and he's... This this is irritating, the way he's like, oh, well, now we can go back to being real men. There's nothing wrong with those booties. Not to mention, they're free for, we're probably nice and toasty warm, and now they're gonna be chilled. I mean, they were born in November. It's gotta be December, probably, by the time they brought them home. Maybe it's a week later. Maybe it's whatever. And I'm just thinking... I would imagine even in California, and in, in, maybe even in San Francisco, maybe it, at this point it probably would start to get a little bit colder in the afternoon to evening. I mean, even here in northern Texas, it is currently, it is currently 43 with and it feels like 39 and it's gonna be high at 57 okay but even still i mean i know they have heat in their house but just think of in the, in the morning in the winter times and you throw back your covers on your bed and you immediately want to pull them back up and put them back on so Right away, Jesse starts doing the My Little Piggy with the toes. Like, oh, this little piggy went to market. Uh, this little piggy rode his Harley Davidson. <laughs> Becky comes in telling him that Alexander needs to be nursed. And he's like, oh, okay, let's see. Alexander, you're... And he's, and he's like, oh, that's right. I took off the booties. Shoot. And he asks him... Where did your hospital bracelets go? Well, Becky took them off. I mean, they're not telling him that because they can't talk. But, <laughs> yeah, she took them off. Jesse calls, like, hey, Beck. And he tells the boys, all right, stay here, don't move. Oh, stay out of the fridge, okay? <laughs> yeah, because they're going to toddle right over there. So, Jess is standing in the doorway. It's like, hey, Beck, where, what happened to the baby's hospital bracelets? And she's like, oh, well, I took them off and put them in the, their baby books. And Jesse asks her, how are we going to tell them apart? And she says, well, it's simple. Alexander is in the peach booties and Nikki is in the mint green ones. Now he's got to get back on this whole, I don't want my sons wearing booties because it makes them less manly for whatever reason. And it's like, we just went through this. Back when you were already teasing her about the booties and not wanting your sons to wear them, even though she was the one who carried the babies for nine months. She's the one who had to go through the delivery. I mean, what if, Jesse? what if your mom had made the boys an adorable knit sweater? And Becky's like, oh, those look so ugly. I don't want my boys to wear them. He'd be taking offense to it. Yeah, he starts about, yeah, about these booties. You know, I, I really think they're just really a little too girly. And Becky gets right up and she isn't even looking at him, but she's pointing at, like, she can't even bother to look him in the face. She's like, Jess, my mother made those booties for the boys. And if I want my sons to wear them, then they're going to wear them. 
Like, why are you putting me through this? Oh, she even... It's like, I don't think that's too much to ask him. Why are you putting me through this? Lucy is like, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. And she comes over to him and puts her head just below his neck. And he's patting her head. It's like, honey, I'm, I'm wrong. It's fine. He's gotta stop with that. He keeps, to like, messing with her emotions and everything. He's he's upsetting her. It's like, she just went through a major ordeal. And he's saying, oh, I love the booties. You know, any red blood American man would, boy would love to wear them. In fact, do you think your mother could make a pair for me? I love how Becky, like, steps away from him and all of a sudden she's all smile, smiles. She's like, oh, I bet she would. <laughs> Maybe. And she tells him, can you please bring Alexander? He's probably starving. So Jesse rushes into the kitchen. The babies have been unattended this entire time. That's not good parenting. You know, just, and the, you're leaving them on a coffee, t uh, coffee, t on a... You're leaving them on the kitchen table. Bring them both into the living room with you and just hang out while your wife is feeding your son. That way, when Alexander's done, you know, Nikki can be next up. Uh, but he's like, alright boys, we gotta put your booties back on because your mom is this close from losing it. I thought she said that Alexander was in the mint green ones and Nikki was in the peach booties. That's right, because Nikki's on the other side, and he was wearing the peach ones. And Alexander is wearing the mint green ones, because he's on the other... Yeah, see, I know. And he he's like, okay, whoever is Alexander, raise your hand. I love how he's, like, holding up the peach booties. Like, anyone, you, you see this color? Raise your hand if these are your booties. Anyone? Anybody? No? Shoot. And Jesse's like, oh my gosh, I don't know who's who. I mixed up my kids. Now he's really kicking him. He's like, like, oh, some father I am. Here I was trying to be the world's best dad. I even told you I was going to be the world's best dad. And now, ugh. He's envisioning what, well, we don't get to see it. But in his mind, he's envisioning the boys um, speaking to a psychiatrist down the road about... Oh, we were fine until our old man took off our booties and we didn't know who was who. And the fact that they're like, oh yeah, we spent the rest of our lives not knowing if we were ourselves or our brother. Oh my god. Becky, of course, is calling to Jesse like, Jess, where are you? The twins are on a schedule. I'm on a schedule. Even does the eeny meeny miny. He's like, you, you're Alexander. Which I swear that he's picking up the right kid because Nikki was on the other side when DJ was playing with him. And Alexander, because she says, I'll take Nikki, you take Alexander. And Alexander is the closer one to where the entry to the uh, studio is, the basement. So he's picking up the right kid, but he doesn't know that. But Alexander knows. I mean, these kids, I believe, would know their name. And he's putting the booties on Alex, but he's putting the... I'm going to rewind it because I'm pretty sure she said Nikki is in the... The... Uh, peach ones and Alex is in the mint green. But he's like, alright, I'm coming out with uh, Alex. And he's like, her Nikki. <laughs> what? 
What was that? Oh, you want me to take off those girly booties? Hey, guys, I don't, I don't blame you. They're out of here. There we go. Now we can go back to being real men. This little piggy went to market. This little piggy uh, rode his Harley Davidson. Oh, Jess, Alexander needs to be nursed. Do you want to bring him in the other room for me? Sure. Thanks. Okay, Alexander needs to be nursed. Where'd your bracelets go? Hey, Beck. You guys wait here. Stay out of the fridge. Beck, what happened to the baby's bracelets? Oh, I took them off and put them in their baby books. How are we going to tell them apart? Oh, it's simple. Alexander's in the peach booties and Mickey's in the mint green ones. Okay, so I was wrong. Listen, about these booties, I really think they're, they're a little girly for me. Jess, my mother made those yes, booties I and I want my sons to right. wear them. And I, I don't think that's too much to know, ask. And why are you well, putting I'm, me I'm, through this? Sorry, I'm wrong. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I love those booties. Any good, red-blooded American boy would love to wear those booties. In fact, could you call your mother up and ask if she could make a pair for me? Oh, I bet she would. Yeah. Now, please go bring me Alexander. Okay. Thank you. All right, guys, we've got to put your booties back on. Why? Because your mom's about this far from losing it. Okay, Alexander, you had the peach motif. Which... Who's Alexander? Which, which one of you Alexander? All right, whoever's Alexander, raise your hand. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? Oh my God. I don't know who's who. I mixed up my own kids. Some father. I can just hear it now. You're telling your shrink, oh, we were fine until my old man took off my booties. And I spent the rest of my life not knowing if I was me or my brother. Jess? Honey, where are you? Coming. Uh, eeny, meeny, my. You, you're Alex. I think that is go. Alex. Here we go, Alex. Alright, here Listen, we go. Like, oh, it's me. Okay. Don't yeah. tell your mom what I did. <laughs> there we are. Okay, coming right out with Alex. Or Nikki. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoever you are. No, I think that was Alex. Alright, it's morning. Jesse's just getting out of bed. Of course, Becky looks like she's still asleep, which is just as well. She probably needs of the babies waking up in the middle of the night and everything every few hours to be fed. Goes over to the bassinets and says, Morning, Nikki or Alex. Morning, Nikki or Alex. So he figures before Becky wakes up, he's got to find out which twin is which twin so he can kind of switch the booties back. He's like, Nikki, I know you love Elvis, so give me a sign. <laughs> and he starts singing a hunka hunka burning love. He's getting nothing from either of them. He's like, come on, curl a lip or something. Jess, I hate to break it to you, but Elvis Presley are just words to them. They don't know what that is. They can't associate. I mean, if you say, this is Elvis Presley and play music associated, maybe at some point they can connect the two, you know, the words to the music, but... Mind you, they're only, what, probably not even a week old yet, so. Actually, I always kind of was curious, as, let's say, you're carrying your baby for nine months, and <clears throat> you, sp you play, like, a certain type of music, like, I mean, me, I probably played Josh Groban. And let's say, after the baby's born, I put on Josh Groban. Are they going to recognize that because I've been playing it for nine months straight in the womb? while they are in the womb. I, I, I'm just curious. 
mothers out there, have you ever done that? Played a, a certain song or something to your baby while they're in the womb and then played it again when they're, after they're born and they're outside the womb. You know what? I wonder if that's something I could even find out on on Google, maybe. Actually, now that I think about it, I remember when Ramona said that Kimmy played New Kids on the Block to her while Kimmy was pregnant with her. So, Becky gets up, says, Morning, Jess, are the babies awake? And Jess is like, yeah, they're, they're awake, they're healthy, confident in knowing who they are. <laughs> he says, happy and healthy, confident in knowing who they are. <laughs> so... Becky says, oh, look, just Nikki burped in here. I thought Big Al was the king of burps. Mama, she's kind of like rubbing Alex's belly, saying, oh, you better look out. It looks like Nikki's making a run for the crown. Oh, good. So Becky goes into the bathroom, and Jesse's like, all right, clearly, you little gas bag, you are Big Al. So let's see how we're going to do this and swap your bassinets so that way we'll know who's who. Oh, and of course, he's going to have to switch out the booties too. Oh, he's singing the Shake Your Booty song. He's like, oh, everybody sing along. Oh, um, I guess you weren't there for the 70s. He says you missed the 70s. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> So, yep, he swaps out the booties, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Now, Becky saw you guys the other way around, so he picks up each bassinet and puts, plops one down on the other uh, bassinet holder and does the same with the other one. All right. Well, he swaps them, so then he, he's like, wait a minute, now you burped. Well, if it's Alex and he's burping because, Becky, according to Becky, he loves to burp, it should be fine. Although, wait a minute, no, she saw, oh, that's Nikki who's burping. I'm confused. Becky comes out of the bathroom, she's like, hi, Dad. And Jesse kind of waves, hi, Mom. Like, he's nervous. <laughs> she's going to find out, and she's going to hate me. So, the way that Jesse presents this is kind of like, hey, you know what would be funny? <laughs> like, if we mixed up the twins, we really, if we mixed up the kids and we really didn't know which one was which, and she's like, funny? That would be horrible. She says, that would be a tragedy. They'd go through life never knowing their true identities. Jesse says, and that's why I would never let that happen. I mean... I get it. He probably does want to tell her because this is really weighing on his mind, this mistake. and But when you say it like it's a joke, like, hey, just for funsies, what, what, one of us, like, mixed up the twins and couldn't tell which one was which. Wouldn't that be a laugh riot? It's like, uh, no, it wouldn't. Morning, Nikki or Alex. Morning, Nikki or Alex. Listen, I gotta find out who is who now. Now, Nikki, whoever you are, I know you love Alice, so give me some kind of sign, okay? Ready? I'm just a hunk of hunk of burning love. I'm just a hunk of hunk of burning love. Come on, guys, uh, do something. Curl a lip, anything. Morning, Jess. Oh, hi, morning. Are the babies awake? Yeah, yeah, they're awake. Happy, healthy, confident in knowing who they are. Oh, honey, look. Nikki burped. 
I thought Big Al was uh, the king of you. burps. <laughs> you better watch out. Nikki's making a run for the crown, you see you. Yeah, he's making a run for the crown now. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, you little gas bag. You must be Big Al. Okay, what we're going to do is we switch. Okay, we'll switch the booty. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booties. Everybody sing along. Shake your booties. Oh, you guys don't know the song. That's right. You missed the 70s. Lucky you. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your bow. We're all set. There we go. Wait a minute. Becky saw you guys the other way around. So, well, all right, we'll just... Uh, Trying to pick them up. <laughs> I got it. We simply do this. We do this. Ready? Bada bing. Bada boom. You thought your old man was a dope. All right. Okay. Now you burped. Guys, you're messing me up here. I, I can't be changing your booties for 18 more years. Hi, Dad. Uh, hi, Mom. How you doing? Fine, fine. You, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, wouldn't it be funny if we actually mixed up the kids and we really didn't know who was who? Funny? That would be horrible. I mean, that would be a tragedy. I mean, they go through life never knowing their true identities. And that's why I will never let that happen. So, Michelle comes up and she's like, I'm another day older. Can I hold the babies now? It's like she is so desperate to want to do this. I think mainly because DJ and Stephanie got to hold them and she wants to do with her, what her other sisters do and be a part of this. Becky turns to Jesse and says, Jess, I don't think she's ever going to give up on this. Jesse says, uh, I think you're right. All right, Michelle, sit down and I'll grab you a kid. And I like what Becky does. She puts Michelle in the corner of the couch. So yeah, Becky kind of puts her right up against some pillows and Jesse's got one of the twins and he says, oh, you gotta remember to put have your hand behind his head and don't jostle him, don't drop him, pretty much don't even move. And she's like, you're making me very nervous. He says pretty much don't even move a muscle. And I like what they do here. They have a couple pillows kind of on either side of Michelle but also in a way the one pillow where the baby's head is going to be laying against that adds extra support because Michelle's only five and uh, I don't know how much support her her arm's going to be for the baby's head and Michelle says look at me I'm holding a baby and it's amazing how the baby which more than likely is probably about, what, maybe three months old at that point. <laughs> the baby looks like half the size. With Michelle sitting down, the baby looks like half the size of Michelle. And Becky comments, on, oh, look, Michelle. Look how happy he is. And Michelle says, that's because he likes me. And Jesse tells her, well, he's your little cousin. He looks up to you. And she tells him you have any questions, come to me. And I just, I'm getting a flash forward later on in like season eight of Full, of Full House. Where, gosh, I think it's the, it is, it's the Under the Influence episode. Where 
the twins want to play with Michelle, and she looks at Joe and she's like, Ugh, I've been playing with them all day. And she eventually gets irritated with them because she was playing Hungry Hungry Hippos with Joey and Comet. And the boys come over and start playing the game that's on the coffee table. It's right teetering on the edge. And of course they knock the game. Marbles go all over the floor. And she's like, oh, you kids are driving me nuts. Just leave me alone. And they're like, you're not nice anymore, Michelle. They even go all the way to saying, we hate Michelle. We hate Michelle. It's like, great, they hate me. Because if you think about it, she's five years older than them. So by the time they're like four, she's going to be going on nine years old, which is probably right around what she was in season eight. Aw, she tells the baby, I love you, and gives him a kiss on the head. Aw. Okay, I'm not a day older. Could I hold that baby now? <laughs> Jessa has a feeling she's never going to give up on this. All right, I think you're right. Okay, Michelle, you got to sit down. I'll grab your kid. All right, you sit back up in there. Okay. All right, now remember, you got to keep your hand behind his head, and don't jostle him, and don't drop him, and pretty much don't even move a muscle. You're making me very nervous. Sorry. Here you go. All right. Oh, I see. Look at me. I'm holding a baby. So that's Ashley Olsen holding Look the baby. Look how happy he is, Michelle. That's because he likes me. Well, he's your little cousin. He looks up to you. If you have any questions, talk to me. I love you. All right, so we are back at Wake Up San Francisco on the set. Oh, I like what they did here. They brought a couch in instead of two chairs. That is, oh, it just, it looks like such a comfy kind of a cream colored couch. And he basically has a set looking like a living room. Mr. Strawbridge does. Oh, Mr. Strawbridge gives Vicky some flowers that are in a vase. And he says, Vicky, these are for you. And Vicky says, oh, Bill, that's so sweet. I we I never knew Mr. Strawbridge's first name. But it's kind of cute that she's on a first name. Even Becky now only ever calls him Mr. Strawbridge. So I can see Danny, like, you call him by, your, by his first name? <laughs> So, Mr. Strawbridge turns around and says, All right, Vicky, give us that Emmy award-winning smile. That's why he nabbed her, because she's an Emmy award winner. And Danny kind of falters at this news. He's like, oh, you won an Emmy? And she's like, yeah, well, I actually won two of them for investigative reporting in Washington. Danny feels out of his league here. He's like, oh, I thought you said you never did a talk show before. And she says, well, yes, that's true. But I did anchor the evening news for five years. Okay. And he's like, why why did you never tell me that? And she looks at him and is like, because you never stop talking. Danny, she does have a point. You never stop talking. If you'd have let her get a word in edgewise, you would have learned it. All right, looks like they're going on in 5432. Here we go. All right, you two, have a good show. Thanks, Mr. Strawbridge. <laughs> Vicky, these are for you. That's very sweet, Bill. <laughs> now, Vicky, give us some of that Emmy Award winning style. 
You, uh, you won an Emmy? Well, actually, I won two of them in D.C. for investigative reporting. I, I thought you said you never did a talk show before. That's true, but I anchored the evening news for five years. <laughs> Why didn't you uh, tell me that? Because you never stopped talking. In five, four, three, two. Wake up! Wake up, San Francisco. Hi, I'm Danny Tanner. And temporarily filling in for my co-host, Rebecca, hurry back soon, Donaldson, is Vicki Larson. Actually, it's Vicki. I'm going to be here for four weeks, so let's have a good time. Larson. Okay. Well, let's bring on our first guest, shall we? He is the host of the Ranger Joe cartoon show. Let's hear it from my good friend, Joey Gladstone. Ranger Joe. Ranger Joe. He's the greatest guy I know. Hey, Joey. Hi, Danny. Hi. Vicky. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Mr. Woodchuck. Thanks, Danny. I'll just rot. <laughs> Joey is uh, hosting the Cartoon Marathon all this week. Speaking of cartoons, like that segue, Danny? Not bad. <laughs> Joey, do you feel that violence in cartoons today has an adverse effect on our children's social consciousness? Well, actually, Vicky... Uh, uh, excuse me, Vicky, please. Joey is just a sweet, lovable goofy guy. Please don't try and clog his head with these kind of controversial issues. Actually, Vicky, I'm glad that I finally had the chance to articulate my position. Articulate? <laughs> yes, I've given this issue a lot of thought, and while violence is certainly endemic to our society, on my show I only run cartoons where the violence is non-reality based. That is to say, if we see a mouse drop a battleship on a cat, the emulation of that act by a small child would be virtually impossible. That's a fascinating observation. Yeah, especially coming from a man who plays jingle bells on his armpits. Danny, be professional. We'll be right back with more Ranger Joe PhD. <laughs> and we're clear. Great interview, Joey. Oh, thanks, Vicky. You know, you are really it? wonderful. Thank you. Excuse me. I need a reason. What do you mean she's wonderful? She's overbearing, abrasive, and arrogant. And you are so hot for her. Really? I know. She's going to drive me nuts. So, Danny here <laughs> introduces uh, Vicky and, you know, referring to Becky as Rebecca, hurry back soon, Donaldson. And I love how Vicky says, well, actually, I'm going to be, uh, I'm Vicky filling in for four weeks Lawson so let's try to have a good time she pats Danny on the back like where is this aggressive irritation I think it's the fact that Danny thought oh I can show her the ropes what does she really know about television and this and that she was never on a talk show kind of mansplaining throwing his weight around when in turn She's got two uh, two Emmys under her belt for un investigative reporting. So that's kind of knocking him down at a few pegs there. So Danny introduces Joey as the host of the Ranger Joe cartoon show. Here's the Ranger Joe theme song. We see Mr. Woodchuck. So, yep, they have Joey sit between them for the interview. Mr. Woodchuck, of course, is going to sit in his own little chair off to the side. 
As Danny says, well, welcome to the show, Mr. Woodchuck. And Mr. Woodchuck's like, thanks, Danny. I'll just watch. That's a horrible impression of Mr. Woodchuck. I'm sorry. So Danny lets everyone know that Joey's hosting the cartoon marathon all this week. And I, of course, Vicky goes in for the, like that segue, Danny, as she adds, you know, speaking of cartoons, like that segue, Danny, he's like, yeah, that was good. Okay. <laughs> so she asked Joey, do you think that cartoons today have an adverse effect on our children's conscious conscience? So Joey goes to speak and Danny cuts him off saying, oh, Vicky, please don't fill Joey's head with these controversial questions, this controversial question. He's just a lovable, fun, goofy guy. Don't confuse him. But no, Joey says, I actually have been thinking on the subject. And he says that we only show cartoons where the violence is non-reality based, where the idea of a mouse throwing a... Battleship at a cat is just very impossible for a children to try to inter, um, reenact that in real life. Oh, Danny calls it controversial issues. Oh, he says, I'm happy I finally have the chance to articulate my position. Because he is a television show host... When it comes to cartoons and everything, so it's kind of nice, you know, he does get to finally have a say in an issue he's probably been, you know, thinking about. Because he's been watching cartoons since he was a kid, and it's interesting to kind of come at it from an adult perspective versus, you know, a child perspective. You know, how we kind of, like, look at things when we're kids, and it's like, oh, it's fun, and we we don't look at it with with the critique that an adult would do until we get older and we look at some of the things we enjoyed as a kid with a different eye or as in the other term that I like to use that the Hey Do You Remember podcast who reviews a lot of movies from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s says taking off the rose-colored glasses and seeing how it holds up today. Which I like that phrase. That is a very good phrase. The look that Danny is giving Joey like you traitor. <laughs> Are you buying right into her nonsense or, or something? It's like ugh. He says violence is certainly endemic to our society. He says he only runs cartoons on his show where the violence is non reality based. Yes, he says if we see a mouse drop a battleship on a cat, the emulation of that being recreated in real life by a child is virtually impossible. And Vicky says, wow, that is a fascinating observation. And Danny is still, like, looking at Joey like he can't believe that he could use words like articulate and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. Interesting coming from a guy who plays jingle bells on his armpits. Like, Danny, again, you're in a professional setting. Your friendship with Joey does not need to be brought up in this. I mean, you don't need to be bringing up personal details. And Danny kind of signs off for the commercial coming up saying, we'll be right back with more Ranger Joe PhD. And Vicky excuses herself to get another cup of coffee. She's getting a refill. And before she leaves for that refill, she says, Joey, you are very... That was a great interview. And he says, thanks, Vicky. You were, re- you were really wonderful. And Danny is still, like, got this perturbed look on his face. Like, Ugh. 
Shall we stop sucking up to her? And when Vicky leaves, Danny turns to Joey and says, What do you mean she's wonderful? He says she's overbearing, abrasive, and arrogant. Really? I don't get that from her. I see her as a woman coming into this talk show as a temporary replacement. And Danny's on an ego trip here. How do you think that's making her feel? And really, for someone who'd been on, you know, covering the news for five years, won two Emmys, this feels like a step down for her. I love how Joey just right away sums up exactly with Danny's emotions as he says, Oh man, you are so hot for her. Those of us that grew up in the 90s, now I remember this term being thrown around on TV shows, probably movies, saying, oh, you have the hots for so-and-so. Danny actually agrees, like, I know she's going to drive me nuts. Well, how about let not your, let's not let your emotions get in the way of your job? <laughs> it's all about being professionals, not letting your emotions get in the way of your job, or maybe don't have a workplace relationship. Or romance. I mean, if you can balance the two and still be professional, like leave your romance outside of your workplace and just have work be work with the person that you're in involved with that also works with you, if you can manage that, great. I, on the other hand, really couldn't. <laughs> because Jeremy and I worked together and we also had been dating. We started dating when... Uh, Shortly after um, I started working at the video store and stuff like that. And me being young and immature, I was 21. And I just could not separate the two. I mean, I could try to be professional and stuff, but... Alright, looks like we're heading back for round two. Is Vicky's got her refill of coffee and she goes to sit down and, like, let's continue the interview. That's... <laughs> okay, ready for round two? Let's get it on. Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, let's get on with it. The show. There you go. <laughs> Hi, we're back. And we're talking with the cartoon show. So yeah, Vicky's like, all right, ready for round two? He's like, yeah, let's get it on. And she looks him like, excuse me? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> He's like, I, I mean, let's get on with it. You know, the show and everything. So we kind of... Uh, jump out of the scene and now we're in the DJ and oh no I'm sorry DJ's got her own room duh and uh Michelle and Stephanie are sharing what used to be DJ and Stephanie's room and we got the twins in their little car seats on Stephanie's bed Stephanie's got a detective kit also, Kimmy's there hanging out because she wants to get her baby fix as well. So, yeah, Stephanie goes to hand Jesse her junior detective kit. Which, wow, this makes me think of Cindy and Bobby Brady and the Brady Bunch show. Where they were playing junior detectives. Actually, I think they kind of spoofed that in uh, a very Brady sequel. Jesse tells Stephanie to keep her voice down, and Stephanie says, why? What do you need it for? He's like, well, I can't tell you, as he goes to take the box, and she pulls it just out of his grasp and says, well, then I can't let you use it. So, Jesse closes their bedroom door and says, all right, girls, I'll tell you a secret, but you can't tell your Aunt Becky. 
Because, you know, I mean, you know how she's been. And DJ says, nuts? Well, no, she's not. Okay, she's been nuts. So he tells them, he confesses that he mixed the twins up and now he cannot tell them apart. I can't tell who's who. DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy all go, what? And Kimmy's like, (laughs) she says, they're your own kids. Even baboons know their own babies. I love how Jesse just looks at her, takes his finger, points it, slowly points it to the door and says, ouch! <laughs> he holds the door open for her. And Kimmy just says, ooh, sore spot. Yes, Kimmy, if you're not here to help, go home. So what he plans to do is he explains to DJ and Stephanie as they're taking the cover off the box, getting out all the stuff, which includes a Sherlock Holmes hat. (laughs) He says he's going to take a footprint of one of the babies and compare it to the footprints on the birth certificate. He tells DJ, get the ink out, and he goes over to the bed and says, I'll take uh, whoever you are. And he just grabs one of the twins and brings him over. So he takes the twin over to the ink pad, puts his little foot down and says, All right, ink him. I love how Jesse says, Son, this better be your last set of prints. Uh, DJ has the paper. Jesse presses the baby's foot down. And we pull it back. See that it's made a print. The baby looks so confused. Jesse has basically got one arm holding the twin right under his arms. It's like, yeah, and his legs are dangling. He's like, I don't have support in my bottom. Pick my bottom up. I need support. So Jesse gets a magnifying glass out and say, all right, we're going to compare it to the original. And we'll be, he says, we'll be, it sounds like he says, we'll be Jake. Or we'll be in good shape, or who knows. Of course, Becky's like, where is everybody? Stephanie says, we're in here! And Jesse looks, Stephanie? And she says, uh, no we're not! <laughs> so, Jesse is quickly trying to get the ink off the baby's foot, and he starts spitting on his hand to try to get the ink off. Of course, that isn't where You could have just as easily put the baby back in his little car seat thing and put the booty back on. That's all you had to do. But that wouldn't be nearly as funny so he (laughs) he says girls help put my son's little foot in my pants pocket. Okay. There you go Uncle Jesse. My junior detective kid. Keep your voice down. Why? What do you need this for? I can't tell you. Then I can't let you use it. All right, girls. I'm going to tell you a secret that you can't tell Becky because, well, you know how she's been. Nuts. She hasn't been nuts. She's. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, she's been nuts. What happened was, I mixed the twins up and I can't tell who's who. What? They're your own kids. Even baboons know their own babies. Sore spot. <laughs> Alright, this is what we do. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take a footprint of one of the babies and I will compare it to the original birth certificate right here, okay? Gage, get the ink out. I'll take, uh, whoever you want. Come on. Alrighty. 
here we go. Here we go. Okay, ready? And ink them. <laughs> Son, this better be your last set of prints. Okay. Do this. Look at that, see? All right, now, we just compare it with the original, and we'll be Jake. tells Jesse it's time to feed the boys and DJ says Steph I think I hear dad calling us coming dad and Stephanie turns to DJ and says dad's at the store and DJ just looks at Stephanie like <laughs> you are really having a bad day and she pretty much just takes Stephanie out of the room to leave Jesse and Becky alone and then I love how Jesse kind of went and does a little wave, like, <laughs> like don't mind me, and the, whatever reason I have for uh, our son's foot being in my pocket. But she kind of chuckles, like, oh, this is kind of cute. So yeah, she goes over to him and asks, Jess, is there some reason why our son's foot is in your pocket? He says, yes, there's a perfectly good reason. He basically chucks it up to his son kicked his booty off and Jesse wanted to keep his his foot warm. He's like, yeah, see, there, there's a perfectly good reason. And the look that she's giving him is, I don't buy any of this. She's like, okay, clearly you're hiding something. Something's wrong. So she pulls his foot out and asks, is there a reason why our son's foot is covered in ink? And Jesse's like, oh, silly me, I must have left another ink pad in my pocket. <laughs> and she looks at him and says, you know what? Why don't you give the truth? A <laughs> why don't you take a shot at the truth? But Jesse's saying this actually with his back turned to us. He says, well, the truth is, as he's putting the twin back in the car seat, is... I was taking his footprint because I took their booties off and now I can't tell which twin is which. He says, now I can't tell them apart. Some great dad, huh? And he's taken, he's, what Kimmy said to Hardy's like, even baboons can tell their own babies apart. I'm like, Jesse, don't listen to Kimmy. And Becky looks at Jesse and says, honey, why didn't you tell me? And he says to her, well... I was just trying to avoid the mother of all mood swings. And she admits, you know, I know I've been a little crazy, but if there's something wrong with our, our kids, you need to tell me so we can kind of figure this out together. Yeah, I can't help thinking if this episode came out today, they wouldn't be referring to Becky's postpartum. They wouldn't be referring to it as crazy because I honestly think that is not the great definition that's not a good definition at all. Postpartum depression is very, very serious. You always read in the papers or the headlines about mothers that do, you know, things and people chalk up, well, she was suffering from postpartum depression or something. And it's like, I just think that if this episode were made today, they definitely would have shined a, a bright... I mean, yes, it is a sitcom and stuff, but you can still do something as serious as postpartum depression 
on a sitcom and still manage to educate a person as well. Jesse tells her, it's like, I just wanted to be the perfect dad. That's all. I love how she <laughs> tells him, honey, there is no such thing as the perfect dad. And I love how she puts her arms around him and she says, but you're going to be a great dad and you're already a great husband. And he's like, have mercy. And they kiss and it's adorable. And Jesse stands up and says, you know, we're doing great so far. Me and our kids are happy and healthy. We just don't know who the heck they are. And the look of like, oh, he decides to go back to the footprint that he took of one of the twins and compare it to the birth certificate footprints and say, okay, see, there's a little squiggle here. There's a little squiggle. There we go. He's like, all right, you, sir, are Big Al. He's like, yeah, you got it. Like, I heard that the Olsen twins actually aren't identical. They're fraternal. Which, okay. I mean, they look at, I mean, there are similar differences as the Olsen twins get older that you can tell. One of which is that Ashley Olsen does have a little uh, freckle just below her nose. And that's a definitive mark that you can tell between the, the two girls. He's looking at the, you know, comparing the footprint that he took with the birth certificate ones and he's got the magnifying glass he's like little squiggle little squiggle here oh we have a match and he goes over to the bed and he says you you with the inky foot are big al and one of the two they both look like they are one clearly looks like they've fallen asleep big al or alex or alexander has his thumb in his mouth and he looks like he's just seconds away from dreamland like, hey guys, isn't that great news? I'm sure the twins are thinking, well, we didn't have a problem, Dad. This was you. You were the one that could, were getting us mixed up. We knew who we were the whole time. And he's like, look, they're so excited, they're speechless. Well, they're asleep. And he's he's kind of sitting on the bed behind the car seats. He's like, oh, I've been going crazy all day. You're Big Al and you're Nikki. He's asking again for a high five. He's like, buddy, I think they're sleeping. They are sleeping. Being under those bright lights and everything like that, I can imagine, you know, that the heat, that's gotta be like, and the temperature in the room is like, ooh, hey, Quinnells, how you doing, babe? You get your fill of water? You gonna go take a nap? Okay. She just walked right past, she like, walked past the room, but looked inward at me as she was walking past. Oh, here you are. Jess, it's time to feed the boys. Uh, I think I hear Dad calling. Coming, Dad! Dad's at the store. You are really having a bad day. <laughs> Jess, is, is there some reason that our son's foot is in your pocket? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a there's a there's a perfectly perfectly good reason, and and that is because um, well well because uh, he kicked his booty off, and and he and I wanted to keep his foot warm. <laughs> there you go. There's a, there's a perfectly good reason. Yeah, she's not buying it. Is there a perfectly good reason that his foot is covered with ink? Where is my head today? I, I must have left another ink pad in my pocket. <laughs> 
Why don't you tell me the truth? Yeah. Well, the truth is, I was taking his footprints because I took their booties off, and now I can't tell them apart. Some great dad, huh? Even baboons can tell their kids apart. Honey, why didn't you tell me? Well, I was just trying to avoid the mother of all mood swings. Honey, I know I've been a little crazy lately, but if there's some problem with our kids, you have to tell me so we can work it out together. I know, I just... I just want to be the perfect dad, it's all. Because you can't. There is no such thing mm -hmm. as the perfect dad. But you're going to be a great dad, and you're already a great husband. And I love you. Have mercy. <laughs> well, we're doing pretty good so far. I mean, our kids are happy, they're healthy. Mm -hmm. We just don't know who the heck they are. <laughs> but I'm going to find out right now, all right? Now, let's see. This one. See, we've got a little squiggle here and a little squiggle. We have a match. <laughs> you, you with the inky foot, my friend, are Big Al. <laughs> Is that great news, guys? <laughs> One of them is so asleep. excited they're speechless. I've been going crazy all day. I found out who you are. Alright everyone, that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun covering this, being the first episode in the Jesse and Becky, the next chapter, New Parents series. So... The next episode I'm going to be talking about next week, the next episode in the series is coming from season five as well. It is, find it here, Yours, Mine, and Ours, which aired on March 3rd, 1992. Season five, episode 21. In this episode, Jesse and Becky disagree on how to raise Nikki and Alex. Now, I do not have a relatable for this episode. I don't have a relatable character. But let's see. I do I'm I'm trying to think as far as best outfit for the episode. I kind of like Stephanie's. It was like kind of a um kind of teal blue sky blue type of shirt and it had like a different characters or patterns on it but I like that the sleeves were like made of see-through black kind of gauzy material I thought that was kind of cute so I'll put that for my best outfit of the episode worst I'm having three First up, of course, is going to be Vicky with that green shirt when she first meets Danny with the red, blue, and yellow stripes running down. The runner-up, so second place, is going to go to... I think I'm going to give it to Joey with the light blue shirt with the black little polka dots. And then Danny, of course, is taking third place with that light brown... Like, really, it's almost like light brown slash ground mustard color along with the tie that he's wearing. It's just really, really ugh, unflattering. I mean, actually, it almost looks like camel color. Tanner's teachable lesson for the episode is going to be 
All parents are going to make mistakes. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. But you're raising your child with an, with your partner. So you have to come together on decisions that you make for the kids. And if there is a problem, don't hide it from your spouse or significant other. Let them know so that way you guys together can come up with a solution to solve the problem. I really think if Facebook existed back around that time, I could definitely see Becky joining parents of twins, you know, groups on Facebook or new mothers groups on Facebook and stuff like that. Or subscribing to YouTube channels of new and upcoming parents or parents of twins. Because there's so much out there. Now, if I had to go with the worst for this episode, which I don't give this out every single episode, but I kind of want to go with Danny with how he was treating Vicky. This kind of mansplaining and like, oh, I'll show you the ropes since you're a girl. And just, it felt like he was trying to talk down to her. But immediately, as soon as he found out she won two Emmys and had been with the news for like five years, I think it's the fact that she won two Emmys that kind of put him in his place. Like, you need to sit down. Because Becky here, Becky, why am I saying Becky? Becky here does have the experience. And even if she didn't have the experience, I really don't like how Danny was, where he was coming from with this. Told mansplaining attitude and talking down to her. I honestly think that Danny did feel a bit intimidated by Vicky's experience and stuff in the in the industry and maybe that came out in not so nice ways because he tells joey that she's overbearing abrasive and arrogant well it's better than being cocky and a know-it-all and a show-off <laughs> right danny yeah all right so yeah i'll be back next week with the next episode in the jesse and becky the next chapter new parents series with yours mine and ours Also, this month, I will be covering Fuller House Season 3, Episode 13, I believe. A Tommy Tale, or Tommy Tale, where DJ is trying to get Tommy into a prestigious preschool. But on the IMDb, it says it's a daycare, so I, I think maybe it might be a preschool. But I will be covering that episode in honor of Dashiell and Fox. Messet, the Messet twins who play the role of Tommy Jr. Fuller or Tomer, Tommy Fuller Jr. Again, if you guys want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And if you got a minute and you like the podcast, go on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leave a review. So have a great weekend, everybody, and please continue to stay safe and use precaution when you go out. Bye-bye, everybody.